when people look at Facebook ads, they think it's just the ads. Like, no, it, it could be your landing page. It could be maybe you don't have enough social proof on your uh, website or maybe your email funnels, you're missing a, a piece inside of the funnel that's not really clicking with the client. So it's, it's like small little things. But I think over time, you kind of learn, okay, this isn't working. People aren't opening this. They're not watching this. They're not clicking on this. And you really just learn what's working and what's not working. Welcome to the Coffee with Courtney podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Marie, web designer and CEO of Courtney Marie & Co. After building a multiple six-figure design agency, I wanted to create a podcast to share everything I've learned and am still learning to help you grow your business. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts, share tips on branding, marketing, business, and so much more. So if you're ready to learn how to run a successful business and stand out online, grab your cup of coffee and let's dive in. Welcome back. So today we have with us Majorca, who is a Facebook ad strategist and funnel expert. She helps high ticket coaches and course creators scale their offers, grow their email lists and Facebook groups using paid media. So today in this episode, we talked about you know, how do you know when you're ready for Facebook ads? What are some of the things that you need to have ready before you dive in? Um, and then also talking about the budget, like how much money do you need to set aside for Facebook ads? What does that look like? Break down. What is it like working with an expert or an agency? Lots of good stuff in here, breaking it down. Um, I'm going to be doing more episodes on Facebook ads, but this is a great one to dive into. So let's dive in. Hey guys, so with me today I have Majorca, um, and she is a Facebook ads expert. I'm super excited to bring her on because we're going to break down um, really the basics of Facebook ads, but also the questions that people have, you know, a lot of people have. I'd really like to dive into those. So the first question that I want to ask you is how do you know if you're ready for Facebook ads? Honestly, anytime I have someone reach out to me for Facebook ads, I always ask them, have you tested your offer organically? Because if you haven't proven that your offer is something that someone wants, then Facebook ads will not, it won't help you at all. Like mm -hmm. people, I always hear people say like, hey, I, I started to run Facebook ads. I, I have this offer, but it's not working. But it's like, have you even tested it to see <laughs> like, will this like work for anybody? And that's probably like the most common like I guess, question people ask whenever they're like inquiring about Facebook ads with me, but it's really about validating your offer and like proving that, okay, people actually need this. And then moving forward with the Facebook ad strategy. Yeah. So would you say that like, there are some people that kind of can get by that and start with Facebook ads? Are there certain industries or offers that you know, or is it just kind of luck of the draw? Those people that like, oh, I didn't do organic marketing. Um, they just somehow got it to work. I think it's possible. So um, I actually took on a client about a year ago. She has a hundred and like 58,000 followers, but like majority of her sales came organically. But I think her offer, she basically teaches people how to start their own bidding machine company. So it's a way to create passive income. And I think it's like a no brainer because if I saw something like that, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm trying to make more money. I think people would honestly want to learn that skill set that she's teaching them. So for what she's offering, I think whether or not she tested it organically or just went straight forward, I think she would be able to make money in the beginning just because 
it's already proven that you can buy a vending machine, uh, put your products in it, and then place it somewhere like in the airport, in the stores, and people will buy from yeah, it. So true. it really just depends on like what you're selling. Now, her course is like $149. She's in the process of like um, increasing the pricing. So it's not super expensive. But if you're offering something that's between $2,500 and $6,000, then I mean, you're not going to get new people to like buy your offer unless you've kind of like, you know, built that brand authority and kind of like shown like this has worked for people and it's like helped them get a certain result. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I tell that to a lot of our clients who want to skip the work and just go straight to Facebook ads. I'm like, you're going to waste a lot of money. So I'm really glad that um, you agree with that strategy. How would you say, like, how long is a good time to test like an offer? Um, and then how do you know when you're ready to then scale it with Facebook ads? So usually when I take on a client, I, I like to give it at least three months to actually like work like month one and two are pretty much a testing period for me and also the client because this is me first like learning about the client, which actually is going to work for them. So it kind of just like it, it takes time. But um, like I always say, your data is going to tell you everything that you like that you need to know. So like anytime that we're uh, like. For instance, I have a client that's currently, we, we're doing a uh, three-day webinar for her. Mm-hmm. And we're basically trying to get people into her Facebook group. And then she's going to talk about um, her offer and then upsell them into her course. We're basically kind of just testing to see if the audiences are going to work, um, if these are quality leads. And then um, we're going to open the cart, set up a retargeting ad, and basically see who we get in the door. And then from there, we kind of just learn to see, you know, where we can improve. Maybe we should uh, switch up the audience. Um, I know currently Facebook, like the, um, the interests have uh, gone down a little bit. They've switched out a lot. So it's making a lot harder for us to um, target certain people. But my main goal is to try to build up the lookalike audience because your lookalike audience is going to be, you know, the closest to who your ideal customer is. Mm. But um once we run a few challenges, we kind of like know if the, uh, if the offer is going to work, if it's not going to work, if we need to make some changes on the back end with the funnels, or maybe we're, um, we're asking for the sale too fast. Um, it's really just learning from your data and just trying to see, you know, what's going to work, what's not going to work. And also thinking about your budget, like maybe you're not spending enough money or maybe you're spending too much in the beginning. So I, I honestly like to think about the budget and not spend too much for not seeing any type of result. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing I would say, like, okay, let's say um, you're not ready for ads, but you're trying to basically build your audience. I think uh, running ads to build your email list is really, really good because once you validate your offer, you, you have people that you can actually sell to. So you can create like a you know, free guide or maybe like a, a training to kind of like help people get whatever you know, result that they desire and basically just build your email list so that whenever you create your offer, you have people to actually sell to. So if you're not really ready to like uh, sell your high ticket offer, your low ticket offer, you know, build your email list. And then mm, from there, yeah. you have an audience to actually sell to. So, I mean, it really just depends on like, where you are in your business. So you can still run Facebook ads. It's just a matter of like where you are in your business. I like that. I like that idea of like, let's say you don't have a sales page or cause like, I think when people think of funnels or ads, they think they have to have this massive complicated funnel, but you just said right there, you could have a simple opt-in page collect the email addresses. And then that's where they, they get something for free and you could just stop there 
I think that's a great solution for someone just getting started. I guess my next question would be like, what are some common things that someone needs to have in place before they come to work with you um, or before they start running Facebook ads? For one, they need, if they have an offer that they're trying to sell, like before we can even run Facebook ads, we need somewhere to take these people to. So if you don't have a landing page, you don't have a website, it's going to be kind of hard for us to, you know, get sales unless you're trying to like build your email list and run like a lead generation um, ad. So like Mm -hmm. lead generation ad, we basically can create like a little opt-in form and then set up a Zapier and then Zapier basically set up the whole automation flow. But if we don't have anywhere to take them for the ads, then, um, I mean, it's kind of pointless at that moment. But um, website is for sure one. Um, honestly, making sure that, you know, you've kind of tested your offer if you're ready to scale whatever your um, your courses or your, your uh, program is. And then... Um, Knowing who your audience is, I think it's kind of important too as well, so that whenever you come to me, I can kind of go out and do uh, market research, um, audience research, just kind of see like who we can target with an ad. With ads. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, have the budget as well. Like if you don't have the money, um, then I probably wouldn't even like tell them to like, you know, come back to me whenever they, they have the money to, to invest in the advertising. Yeah. What would you say would be some common mistakes that people are making that you see with Facebook ads? Like you see it and it just like irks you like, oh no, don't do that. Um, What are some common things that you see? I think when people go for the sell too fast, like if you're trying to pitch your services to a cold audience, like you're probably not going to get what you want. Like, like we always say, like you want to set up your funnel, like you want to bring in cold leads, but you also want to provide value so that they like trust and like know you. So always have like something that you can provide value and then follow up with whatever your offer is. Whenever I see people like go directly for the sale, I'm just like, I don't know if I'm really ready for this. I don't really Mm -hmm. think your ideal customer is like ready to buy that. And you literally have to get into, you know, the mindset of your ideal customer and, you know, put yourself in their shoes. Like, would you buy this? um, If you didn't really know about this person or you really don't like see any like social proof to kind of base it off of. So whenever I see them, I'm kind of like, Like, why are they going for it so fast? But yeah, that's probably one thing that I see and it kind of like irks me sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I struggle with that myself. Like, so we have um, templates, like Kajabi templates, show it templates. And so it's like, ooh, do we go straight to the offer or do you get a freebie? So maybe kind of give, can you give a few different examples of, the best kind of funnels, does it depend on the offer or does it depend on the price point? How do you know, you know, hey, I'm going to send them to a freebie, to a tripwire, then the offer, or I'm going to send them to a freebie, to a tripwire. And for those listening, a tripwire, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's just a lower, low cost offer, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, how do you know which funnel is, which path is right for you? So I guess it just depends like on the client. So I have a client now, she has a low ticket offer and then um, she also has her high ticket offer. But I think her um, her low ticket offer is so valuable that we actually, uh, we get a lot of people into the funnel because people find it very useful um, for them. But <clears throat> I really just depend, I really just think it just depends on, you know, the product, um, your audience, 
where they are in their uh, in their buying journey. Um, so it really just depends. So like if you want to do a self liquidating offer, if you're trying to just kind of like recoup on your ad spend and kind of like um, qualify people who you think will be valuable for whatever your high ticket offer is, I think you should kind of go into that route. If you're at the point where you've kind of validated what your offer is and you're basically trying to automate the entire process, then I'll be kind of like pivot into the evergreen funnel. It really just depends on like where you are. But like I said, your, your data will literally like, it will tell you like everything and you, you'll know when you're ready to like um, transition to different funnels, whether it's the SOL funnel or if it's evergreen funnel, or if you're still in the process of doing like live launches, like a few of my clients that I currently have um, at first they were doing the automated funnel, but then when things kind of change with the, um, the Facebook advertising, like things slow down, like why, why isn't this working? And I'm like, okay, maybe people want to have that one-on-one interaction with you. Let's, kind of transition mm-hmm. but let's take a step back and let's do live uh webinars to kind of like build you know more rapport with your ideal customers so that they can build that connection with you and kind of see what we get from it so um it's just really just testing and just seeing like what's going to work for different people and i know things have a lot of things have changed over the past year and what worked last year isn't really working this year but um not to can say you give us an example So like, um, I have a client, she's a, a coach and she has a a funnel that she, um, has set up where she basically, she doesn't have a a website at all. She, she basically is running like a lead generation campaign and we're trying to get people to sign up for her, her mini training. And then she has like an email flow on the back end where she basically like upsells them. And then Mm -hmm. she has like Facebook groups that they, um, that they join, but every week she kind of like cleans out her Facebook groups. But we realized like no one's watching the trainings and she's like, Oh my God, like this was working back in the summer. I'm not really making any money. And we're basically telling her like, Hey, like what worked for you? Like back in the summer may not work now. Like you may have to go live. Like even though you oh. want to automate the entire process, like maybe that's not what your ideal customer wants. Maybe they really want you to be present and there to, so that they can ask these questions um, or even just going live on your Instagram uh, page as well. So um, that's kind of the issue that we're having with her is just, you know, being open to, you know, going with what works because what worked in the past just may not work now. So just kind yeah. of that as well. I think that's super important as a business owner. Like I've caught myself, you know, using old Instagram tactics and it's like, oh my gosh, I need to keep up with TikTok and all these things. It's like, I don't want to, but I know that I need to as a business owner um, because things, things change quickly in the online space. (laughs) <laughs> no, yes, for sure. And I just try to keep my clients, like have them have like an open mind. Like, I know you want to be here in your business, but sometimes you just have to take a step back and really just look at what's happening in your business. Like your data will tell you everything. And if it's not working, like we can't force something that's not there. Like yeah. if we do that, we're going to continue to um, waste money and we don't want to do that. Like my main goal is to get the best bang for your buck. Like I don't want to uh, continuously waste money on ads when if you're not getting, uh, if you're not making any profit at all. Like my main goal is to basically help my clients get their offer in front of the right people, um, automate the process so that they can make money. They can grow their team, increase their impact, grow their email list, and just be the uh, CEO they always dream to be. And what would you say is a good like testing period? Like once you are running ads, like, how do you know if it's not working? Do you give it a week, two weeks? So usually when I start up a new campaign, um, 
I go in, I set up the ads, I give it at least three days to kind of test to see if it's really, really working. I am on the back end looking at it from day one just to make sure that everything's actually set up correctly. But at least give it three days to kind of uh, see, okay, should I make any changes? Should we wait? Like, I don't want to like react too fast because sometimes, you know, it just takes time for Facebook to kind of like learn to see if, if this is going to be uh, a good audience to test or maybe the graphics aren't really there or the click-through rate. Um, I just look at the data just to see like where we can kind of make adjustments. But yeah, at least three days, three to five days, just depending on what the offer is. And um, I also look at the budget too. Like I don't get too aggressive in the beginning. Like um, I'll look at the budget. Maybe we'll spend like 30 to $40 a day, just initially starting off just to see. And then as I see the cost per result, if it's, if it's a lot cheaper, then I'll probably increase the budget. But if it's not, then I'll probably make other adjustments inside of the ad account. So, um, usually in the beginning, it's probably the audience because the graphics we're, we're testing out different variations of it. So I, I think it's more so of like an audience thing or, Maybe the landing page doesn't really resonate with the ideal customer. It's just different things you kind of take into consideration. Yeah, there's so much that you have to test. It's so much, yeah. And I think um, when people look at Facebook ads, they think it's just the ads. Like, no, it it could be your landing page. It could be maybe you don't have enough social proof on your uh, website or maybe your email funnels, you're missing a a piece inside of the funnel that's not really clicking with the client. So it's it's like small little things. But I think over time, you kind of learn, okay, this isn't working. People aren't opening this. They're not watching this. They're not clicking on this. And you really just learn what's working and what's not working. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have a question within that. Um, and then I'll get to my next question. What do you think about long form or like text emails? Like what's the future with email marketing? Is it, you know, the long text sequence or is it getting shorter and shorter and then sending them maybe to a blog post or a video or something like that? I was talking with a client a few weeks ago and she was kind of like, I don't really know if text message marketing will be good for me. And what I told her was that honestly, as a consumer, like I'm more likely to open up a text message than I am an email. Yeah. And, um, I think less is more. Um, so if you basically would, you know, you get people into your, your text message marketing list, if you just, you know, keep it real simple, take them to a blog, have a link in there. I think that will get a lot of people to actually, you know, click on it or, you know, go to your landing page or, you know, if it's too, too long, I don't think they're going to read it because, you yeah. know, we're on our phones all day, but we're also busy at the same time. So you want to keep it, you know, straight to the point. And whatever your offer is, you want to just make it, you know, plain and and simple. But I do like highly recommend like uh, building your text message marketing list because I I do think it is the future. Um, Email marketing is obviously it's good as well. It's just good to have, you know, all of these channels set up so you can have the email marketing, you can have the text message marketing. um, You have your Instagram, you have your Facebook page, you you have your website, you have all of these these avenues that kind of just keep yourself top of mind. And then the ads come into play. And then if you want to follow back up with these people, retargeting ads is just a way just to keep yourself in front of people who say they want what you have to offer. Do you have any recommended platforms for text messaging services? The one that I recommended... um, I have an e-commerce brand. Um, okay. I have blenders that I sell. But um, I use uh, Klaviyo, which is... Oh, I've heard of that. 
Yeah, Clavio. But also um, another one that I was recommending was Simple Text. They had like, um, it was like a free trial. You can tr- uh, try it out for like seven to 14 days mm-hmm. and then see if it works for you. But that was the only one that I kind of like recommended. But for me, I use Clavio for my own business. But there's so many different like options out there. You just really have to see like what's going to like work for you. And so let's say someone does that and they build their text list. Can you use that list to use for Facebook ads eventually? Or is it Facebook ads just kind of gets new people into your funnel? So with the Facebook ads, so like let's say um, we do a lead generation campaign and you have like a free guide. We can do the lead generation ad and we can set up uh, the template to basically capture their name, um, email, and then phone number. That's a way for you to basically capture their information with the lead generation um, gotcha. objective ad. And then from there, you could basically market to those people. But um, with the email side, you can create the lookalike audience with your email list. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Ad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just another thing to add to the list. <laughs> yes, but I, I definitely think it's, you know, it's needed. Um, just staying on top of trends, like it really, really will like help your business and just being, you know, omnipresent. Like if you can be in all of these different areas, like you're going to stand out. And that's just like the main goal is to stand out mm-hmm. in your industry. Like you want people to know like, hey, I'm the go-to person that people come to, come to whenever they need this uh, service. Yeah. Um, how much, I know this is a big question when it comes to Facebook ads, how much should someone spend? Like if you were to simplify it, like maybe three answers. Um, how much should someone plan to spend effectively on Facebook ads? Okay, so like it, you know, it depends on you know what strategy we're working with. So I'm going to use one of my current clients. We did a three day live challenge for her, but we ran ads for about uh, two and a half weeks. Her budget was three thousand dollars to basically get these new leads in, I think we got 800 people in, um, her cost per result may have been, may have been around like $3. Um, and is that good? I don't know. Yeah, that's that. pretty good. Anything okay. like, honestly, like it, it depends on your audience too. Like if, if your audience is kind of narrow, it's going to be really, really hard for Facebook to go out and find uh, the people that you're looking for. So your cost per result may be a little bit higher, but um, anything between like three to five dollars, I think it's you know pretty good. I have a client; she her cost per result for her legion is probably like a dollar and thirty five cents, which is really really good. But it it really just depends on like your ideal audience and who we're targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, what would what would be like a good budget to let's say someone? Hey, well actually me. Okay. <laughs> I know we've done organic marketing up until this point. I'm starting to build out funnels um, to automate things and test it organically. So I have an idea of what I should be saving for Facebook ads, but maybe give an idea for those listening, you know, after hiring an agency, maybe working with you guys, um, or just a solo Facebook ads expert, plus the ad spend, what does that total like look like? that someone should maybe on average save for? So if you're going to hire an agency, um, it just depends on like who you're working with. So like for me, um, 
I factor in my services, my time, and then we outsource the copy and then the graphics. So you're getting it like a premium experience on top of having access to me like via Slack. So I'm there all the time uh, working with my clients. And then um, you have to pay for the ads, like obviously. So like to set aside, like if you're ready to invest in an agency, I would say cost you around, you know, four grand, depending on, you know, what your, you know, what your budget is. If you're a high ticket a coach and you have a high ticket offer, like, you should be able to afford it if you're selling something like that. But the mm-hmm. um, budget that I would honestly recommend, like initially starting off, it's, it, it depends on the client. Usually we'll start at like $1,500 just to start off. If you're running like a, um, a webinar or um, a three-day training, we'll start off with $1,500, break it down to a daily budget. And then once we open the cart, um, we'll probably do like a retargeting ad and spend an extra $500 to get those people to actually sign up or purchase whatever the offer is. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're doing a um, automated funnel, um, I break it up daily budget. Starting off initially, I may do, you know, fifty to seventy dollars for the uh, the first week, and then if it's working, I'll increase the budget. If it's not working, then I'll probably decrease it or test something else out, whether that be the audience, a different graphic, or um, maybe adjusting the landing pages or the back end of the client's funnels. It really just like depends. Um, and so are you saying the 4,000 plus the 1500 or 4,000 total per month with an agency and ad spend total total? Okay. Yeah. And I, I think it just depends. Like some people, you know, they charge more More or less. Yeah. Yeah. But on average, like if you're going to get into Facebook ads, play the play with the big boys or big girls, um, you kind of want to set aside a good chunk of money per month. Yeah, because you have to think about it. Like if you're spending, you know, $1,500 and your competitor may be spending, you know, $5,000 and Facebook is going to give that person who's spending more money, you know, the more exposure. So you spend more, I mean, you you learn more. Yeah, spend money to make money. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know when I, uh, when I worked at Kajabi, um, they were, I can't remember like even saying this number out loud, I'm still shocked, but the amount of money they would spend on Facebook ads, uh, like at least over a hundred thousand a month, but it was like, Oh my God. Like, how do you compete with that? Yeah. But I'm like, I honestly, I feel like, you know, people say the market is saturated, but it's room for everybody to make money. Like people, literally will buy from you because they love, you know, maybe your background or, you know, there's just something about you and they just want to work with you. So yeah, it's definitely room for everyone to make money. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. So my last question is what should someone look for when they want to find a Facebook ads expert? There's so many people out there. What tips do you have? Like, what questions should they be asking? What should they be looking for um, to find the right person? I guess the biggest thing is just, you know, making sure first, like, it's it's a good, um, it's going to be a good working relationship. Like, whenever you get on the call with somebody, just make sure that the energy is good, that you can see yourself, you know, working with that person. But also, you know, just asking them questions about, you know, previous clients that they've worked with. Um, and ask the questions, you know, that you need to be answered. Like, you know, how much do I need to spend? You know, um, what are the results that you've got for certain clients just to see if it's going to like be a good fit. And also just being, you know, open to knowing that, you know, sometimes Facebook ads, you know, they do not work and, you know, 
an agency can do everything that they can, but it, it just may not work. So you just have to kind of be open to that as well. But um, yeah, just really, you know, asking the right questions and making sure that that particular agency is going to be a good fit for, you know, good fit for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, okay. Last questions that I like to ask wrapping up every episode. Um, what is one book that has had the biggest impact on you and why? Okay. Yeah. So a current book that I'm reading is what on earth am I here for? And it's basically kind of like a self discovery book and just finding like my purpose. Um, it's really kind of allowed me to kind of have a different perspective on life and you know, what I'm doing and my purpose. Um, and it's kind of like helped me in my business and my, in my thought process. When I initially started my agency, um, it was a big transition for me because I ran track starting at the age of six. Oh, and wow. then I graduated uh, college at 21. So like I ran all the way up until I was 21. And it was just like a huge transition for me because before that, all I really knew was like athletics. Yeah. And for me, it was kind of hard for me to kind of like, you know, transition. But once I got into the groove, I worked um, at an NFL team, the Houston Texans. Um, I got more exposure to marketing, and then I realized, oh, you're really, really good at this. And then I kind of transitioned to the advertising aspect, and it really just allowed me to see that, you know, my skill set was, like, uh, transferable. But, um, but yeah, no, the, the book has really just allowed me just to see di- things differently, my business, my clients, my thought process, like I said, uh, confidence level. I just, I just feel good all around. I love that. So you started working, did you do ads for them or kind of in the advertising? So it was primarily like organic. So I like um, work with their fan clubs, getting more people to sign up for like game day uh, activities, working with the fans. Um, It was really, really fun. I got to work at the Super Bowl. It was a really, really great experience outside of like, you know, being an athlete. It was just like a transition for me, but I honestly like, I loved everything about it. So how did you get into the ad space or like the online space doing ads? Did you like learn it from scratch? Um, That sort of, you know? So actually um, I took a course and then everything up until now is kind of just like practical, just learning, working with clients. And, you know, I really think you, you know, you can take a course, but I really think when you actually are behind the scenes working and seeing what's actually happening inside of ad accounts, you honestly can really give true advice on what's, you know, what's happening in the advertising world. And that's really, you know, helped me grow my client accounts to see what's working and what's not working. Yeah. It's kind of like college. Like you can learn and call it, or you can read a textbook, but I didn't learn most of the stuff until I got in the real world. <laughs> right. No, for sure. Yeah. And I went back and got my master's whenever I started the agency. So I was kind of doing both at one time and then I was oh, working wow. a part-time job. So agencies I, are no joke. Like I, we have a design agency and I'm like, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. But I, I love everything about it. Like, I never thought I would call myself an entrepreneur. And this is just like, life changing for me. Like, I feel so good. I, I launched another business. I have a portable blender company too. So cool. I'm in the process of scaling that as well. So no, I'm, I'm just super excited. Yeah, it's so fun. Like, especially like when you didn't know, like, I didn't know. I'm like, okay, I think I'm <laughs> okay, gonna I'll do it. Right. I was like, okay, I think I'm going to run track. Um, once I graduate and I realized, no, there's more to life, but yeah, yeah purpose driven life. It's, it's, it's a really, it's a really good book. Yeah. And I love these questions cause it kind of just opens up into more conversation. Yeah. Um, so the next one would be what piece of advice would you tell your younger self? 
I would tell my younger self, like, don't be so hard on yourself and just go after everything that you want. Like, just because someone tells you you can't do something, like, you can't listen to what someone else says. Like, you literally have to go out and get it for yourself. Um, but yeah, just being confident, being bold, being true to who I uh, really am and just living in my truth. Yeah, I love that. Well, cool. This was awesome. This was a really great episode. Thanks for coming on. Where can um, people find you? You can find me on Instagram, uh, Mallorca Digital, um, and then also MallorcaDigital.com. You can find me there as well. Do you want to spell that? Yeah. Uh, M-A-Y-O-R-C-A Digital, D-I-G-I-T-A-L. Perfect. Yeah, definitely go check it out. I actually just followed you back on Instagram. Um, I was checking out some of your content. It's really good. Uh, But yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I'm so excited to, yeah, I'm excited for them to take some tangible steps from this. Yes. Cool. Is there any, anything coming up? I know you launched your other business, but any new services or anything that you'd like to share with them? So I'm starting to do like a one-on-one uh, intensive. So like, let's say someone basically, you know, they're a little skeptical about ads and they don't really want to invest in an agency. Like I'll basically sit down and do a, a VIP day with them and get everything oh, cool. set up for them. And then we'll be able to be in communication for 30 days and they can ask me any questions via Slack Um you know, anything about the ad campaigns if they want to transition. And then from there, if they decide like, Hey, I'm ready to work with an agency, I'm there to work with them. But that's that's something that I just like added on to my services as well. That's awesome. That's a great solution. Yeah. I think a lot of people, because a lot of people like Facebook ads don't work or just like, I don't know, they're really scared because I mean, it's money. It's money. Yeah. It's a, it's a big investment, but yeah, that's a new service that I have. Cool. Well, you guys can go check it out. Um, Definitely go check out her Instagram. Excited for you to listen to this episode and I'll catch you in the next one. As always, thanks for listening. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or on Instagram to help support the show. If you want additional resources to help you grow your business, you can find them on my website at CourtneyMarieCo.com or below in the show notes.